Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Hello listeners and welcome to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm joined by a gentleman called Todd McKnight all the way from Bangkok in Thailand. So Todd, very, very, uh, very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much. It's very nice to be here. (laughs) Okay, so uh, if we can start off then, uh, Todd, by introducing your chosen title from Gratitude, sorry, Gratitude from Tragedy. I do apologise. It just proves, listeners, how authentic we are because we make mistakes and we're not going to edit this out. So gratitude from tragedy. Tell us more, Todd. Where to start? Well, it's a very, very, very long, long, long story, but just to condense it, I moved to Thailand uh, about 11 years ago. I was uh, a senior IT executive in America, uh, actually in San Francisco, and I just realized that my quality of life wasn't what I wanted it to be. Uh, what, what I really wanted was to be able to spend time with people that I cared about. I wanted to spend time, I wanted to, you know, I didn't have time to have a family. I didn't have time to really do anything. You know, working 10, 12 hours a day, six, seven days a week. Um, I enjoyed my job, but I found that there was something that was seriously lacking. And I realized that, you know, with all the money that came with the positions, uh, I just wasn't fulfilled. So I, I decided that I needed to make a change in my life. Um, and I found Thailand to be a good match for uh, what I thought I wanted. <laughs> and uh, so I moved here 11 years ago. Um, luckily, I'd actually planned on it six years before the fact. And I learned to speak Thai and I learned, I learned a lot about the culture. So it wasn't a huge change, but there was still some considerable culture shock. Um, after about the first three years, uh, my girlfriend got pregnant. Uh, after, um, oh, well, I think we'd only been together maybe six months. Um, my son was born and we were together for about 18 months when my wife left us. Oh, she just walked out one day. Oh, I had uh, built a restaurant for her. Um, she was, she was doing great. The business was doing great. And one day she just didn't come home <laughs> and I had no idea what happened to her. Had no idea at all. Uh, we didn't talk for, I, she was gone for nearly a month without any communication. So I was left with an 18 month old son. Um, at the time I was working, I was developing a system, uh, a computer system for a factory. So I was extremely busy and uh, <laughs> to kind of figure out how to live on my own and how to raise a son. Uh, needless to say, over the course of uh, the next mm, four or so years, well, I took care of my son basically by myself. Um, we traveled around Thailand. Uh, my, my job, my career as a programmer allowed me to basically travel wherever I wanted to go. So we had a good time together uh, until last February, February of 2018, when he was diagnosed with leukemia and he passed away in April 
he was six and a half years old. He passed away in April, April 13th, 2018. Uh, needless to say, that was my, absolutely my worst fear in the world. So the worst thing I could possibly imagine happening in my life had just happened. Yeah. And uh, Thailand, Thailand has a significantly different culture than, than Western culture. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, sometimes it's just night and day. And nobody seemed to be upset about it. I mean, they, you know, they were, they were a little upset. They were sad, but nobody, nobody felt the way that I felt. I couldn't see that in anybody else. Um, his biological mother uh, was there when he was sick. Um, and, oh, you know, they just said, well, he, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess a lot of Christians say the same thing. Oh, he's in a better place. Oh, he didn't suffer this and that and this and that, but it just didn't seem to help at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Thai people believe that when a child dies, the next person in the family that gets pregnant is the reincarnation of that child. So basically their energy stays within the family if they choose. So, um, miraculously, three months later, my, my new wife got pregnant. Um, oh, prior to my son passing away, uh, we, had, we had visited a doctor and the doctor told us that she would have to go through uh, fertility treatment for at least a year or two years before she could get pregnant. But three months after my son died, she got pregnant mysteriously. Very, very, quite a, you know, so uh, I guess I consider that to be a miracle of some of sorts. Uh, needless to say, I was still dealing with, with my son's passing. And that was just, the one thing that I realized from that is that the instant that my son died, my life changed. There was no way for it to go back. Oh, people say that you can heal from tragedy. And I just don't believe that. I don't think that you can heal from tragedy. Um, not like you can heal from a medical condition. You know, if you get the flu, if you get pneumonia, you get some condition, you, you can heal from it and you go back to the way that you were before. Uh, when you're a parent and you have a child die, that's it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You're a parent. I, I became a father whose child had passed away. Yeah. And there is no going back. Yeah. There is no, there is no healing from that. I mean, the best that you can do is accept the new, accept that it's happened. Um, acceptance is, is a huge part of that. Um, and try to find a lesson in it. Try to find something, you know, that can teach you, uh, some, you know, and I, I've always, I've always been a person that's looked for lessons everywhere. So when something bad happens, um, you know, I, why, why did I have to go through this? Why am I going through this? What lesson do I have to learn? Um, that's, that was a very difficult thing. And it took a lot of, a lot of alcohol for, <laughs> for quite a while to, just to get through the physical pain of it as on a daily basis, it just felt like somebody was, you know, putting a knife in my chest and that lasted for about six months. Um, so it was, it was much more at the beginning. Uh, but you know, it was pretty much, uh, probably at least 10 to 15 times a day. It just, it really felt like somebody was punching me in the chest. So I would have trouble breathing. Um, so there was that the emotions, the emotions actually caused physical pain. Um, another thing that happened during that first, uh, four months after he passed away was I ended up in the hospital. Um, I'm, 
uh, at 49 years old, it was the first time I'd been in the hospital. I'd never been in the hospital in my life. <clears throat> never been sick. Uh, ended up in the hospital for four days with a severe asthma attack and, and a bacterial infection. And no idea how I, how I got it. Um, having been in Thailand for 10 years at that point, I, I'd never been sick. You know, occasional allergies and that, but <laughs> oh, I mean, I think that, you know, the biggest thing for me was learning to, I had to find a lesson in it, and then I had to find gratitude. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the absolute most difficult thing. How can I be grateful for my son passing? How can I be grateful for the lessons that I learned? And how can I be, how can I grow past that? Uh, I think that... Uh, I mean, at the, at the very beginning, I started very small and I decided I wanted a puppy. <laughs> I needed some place for that energy to go. Yeah. I needed, you know, I mean, I just felt so lost and I didn't want to replace my son. I didn't want to replace that love, but I, you know, there was a five, you know, six and a half years of caring that basically had no outlet whatsoever. Mm. And so I really needed to find an outlet for my caring. So. The quickest, easiest way was a puppy. <laughs> then that turned into uh, plants and a, a little tiny farm at the house where I could care about things, you know, care about the plants. And then that became a, we added a rabbit a little bit later on. And, you know, so it's just kind of grown from there to the, the zoo that we have now. <laughs> Can I just, uh, sure. yeah. Can I just come in at that point, Todd? Because I think this is absolutely fascinating. Um, let's kind of, work backwards on, on the uh, sure. on the puppy story kind of a separate thing altogether but the therapy of animals they're amazing aren't they how they oh very much so. how they help us that energy that i don't know that connection that you know you know one of the things i love and i believe in um as as shallow as beliefs can be or as temporary as beliefs can be and and are todd is the you know the, the power of animals and you know the the fact that often the most powerful words are those not spoken and ov obviously animals don't speak in a in the sense that we you know we use our voices but isn't it mm -hmm. amazing how they communicate the love their oh, empathy they communicate so much more efficiently and effectively than we do i believe uh you know i mean it's just it's it's an unconditional love yeah you know and it's something that that as adults is is very rare i mean you get that from from children uh, because they don't really have any other choice, you know, but the the unconditional love that you get from a pet is just amazing. And it's, it's, it is very rewarding. And I, I really, I found that very, very helpful. Mm. Um, now I never, I, I, my daughter was born. Oh, when was she born? A month and a half ago. Yeah. Oh, so I have a, a new baby girl. Um, so, you know, that was, that was a big factor in, when my wife got pregnant, that was a huge factor in me finding some way to get out of the funk that I was in. I need yeah. some way to get, you know, not to, not to get past it and not to heal from it. Cause I don't ex ever expect to do that. You know, I mean, I'll miss my son forever. Um, but you know, I had to, I, 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 it was imperative to me that I did not take any sort of negativity from what happened to my son into my relationship with my daughter. Uh, I felt it would be super unfair. You know, I didn't want to be one of those paranoid parents, yeah. you know, and it's so easy when a, when a child passes away, I mean, it's so easy to, if you have other children to pass that paranoia, to pass that fear mm -hmm. onto them. 
And it's, it, you know, and that was, that was a really big concern for me. Um, and I, I, I really needed to deal with all the things that I needed to deal with at the time. And I, I had a time limit because <laughs> my daughter was going to be born. Great, um, great word there, uh, Todd. Great word, fear. Love that word. Love it passionately, passionately. Because for me, what it offers, I believe, is this polarization that exists in all our lives, in all our worlds around a simple choice we make. I'm not saying it's simple to execute the choice, but the choice is simple in as much that we can choose fear to be crippled mm -hmm. by victimhood, poor old me, I've lost my boy, you know, and all this kind of stuff, which I think short term is certainly a natural reaction and an acceptable part of the healing process because I think we need to recognize ourselves as human beings. Yes, we can, you know, go on a journey of, of, of discovering our higher self. I understand that. But we are spiritual beings, in, you know, in a human world. And, you know, that's very challenging in its own right. So I, uh, you know, I think it's imperative that we allow ourselves that human grieving that no matter how enlightened we are, for want of a better word, that actually I'm a human being. I've just lost my boy and you know, I'm in bits, absolutely exactly. in bits. So one of the, th one yeah. of the things I offer, uh, a phrase I often coin and, and, and I caption it, Todd, with a, a picture of a world champion boxer. And mm -hmm. it's this, let go of the pain from the past, but not the lessons learned. And I'm exactly. listening to you speak there, and I'm very, very much hearing that same thing. I've got this image now in front of me. This is strange how the mind kind of creatively goes down different avenues. In front of me now, I see this, this Thai boxer, <laughs> a metaphoric uh <-huh>. Thai boxer. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I digress slightly. Oh no, absolutely, and it's true. I mean, it, you know, but that was that was one of the hardest things, and you know, the the two things that really helped me the most was one was journaling, and the other one was meditation. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, uh, a couple of years prior to my son passing away, I had started developing a software system as a programmer. Uh, I had developed, I had started developing a system basically for personal development. Um, so at, maybe at the, in a couple months, it'll actually be released to the world. So I've been, been working on that like crazy and that helps. I mean, it helps me to be, you know, it helps me focused and it helps that I, I spend my entire days thinking about meditation and thinking about, uh, goals. And I'm, I think about it from a, from a programming perspective, but then I'm involved in that world as well. Mm. So, and this is my part of giving back. So these are the lessons that I learned and this is a medium that I can use to give back to the world. Wow. Um, so that's, uh, hopefully it'll be released uh, within the next two months. Uh, the, the product is called AU. So if you ever see that anywhere. <laughs> okay. Well, do you know, uh, Todd, on that note, I mean, mm. you know, as these conversations flow and we never know what uh, each other's going to say and where it's going to take us. But I want to go down a completely different route now, if, if I may. I mean, okay. <laughs> if I can sensitively sort of say, you know, is there any more to add to the story, the, the heartbreaking story about your son? Because I certainly don't want to cut you off and, and tread on, no, your, no. on your toes. Um, I mean, is there anything more to add before we go down this other path, uh, Todd? Uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, the, there's... Everybody has everybody has things happen in their lives, 
you know, I mean, I, I, prior to this, uh, my father died 24 years ago and that was a devastating, you know, thing. And I, I dealt with that, but it took me years to get through that years and years and years, mm -hmm. uh, before I actually dealt with that. Um, and I, I was able to ignore that for a couple of years because I was just so busy in life and I really hadn't dealt with it. It took years for me to actually deal with that pain and deal with that, that loss. Um, well, I dealt with divorce. I went through divorce, um, you know, and my son's mother had left us, uh, you know. So it's kind of been the gamut of what people would consider to be tragedies. And I'm just super thankful that I had enough experiences in my life to know that I needed to, I, I can't spend time as being a victim. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, that's worse than anything else in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it did. It happened. It happened to me. Um, it happened to, you know, I mean, what happened to me was, you know, a, a side effect of what happened to my son. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're, these things are going to happen and we get to choose when they happen, where, where we're going to take our lives from there. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you can't heal from this. There's no healing from this. There's, there's no going back to the way that it was before. It's impossible. So it's just about moving on and, and finding finding the lessons in life where where you can move your life forward and the final part of it is is giving back you know and i think that's the that's where you're the actual you know if there was a that's where the actual moving on part comes in is in the the giving back um so finding people that have gone through it being involved in groups being involved in personal development uh self-help groups whatever you can do it's it's like you know that's where that's where that's that moving on part is going to really brilliant really feel Abs like it's yeah. absolutely brilliant Todd yeah absolutely brilliant um I want to start on this giving back um thread if I may Todd mm -hmm. and I have in place a model which is certainly served me and it's one that I've used with clients over the years and there is great there's great power in it I believe and it's this and it's based on three pillars and the third pillar is what you've referred to. So let's work backwards. Um, okay. What I call philanthropy. Mm -hmm. and most people Absolutely. normally as associate philanthropy with money. Mm -hmm. But it's not, is it? it it's about, no. you know, giving back can be your time. It can be your energy. It can be your love. It can, your, it can be whatever it is. But it's about, mm -hmm. I've learned some lessons and I'm going to pass them on in whatever format that is so that you don't have to, you know, within the main, you don't have to pay the high price that I did. I mean, obviously, exactly. there's no guarantee then that, you know, when you're speaking to another parent that they uh, may or may not lose a child, heaven mm -hmm. forbid. Um, but what we are or what we can do as a result of those lessons, Todd, isn't it, is we can we can alter the way that we 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 handle that situation exactly yeah so the philanthropy bit so let me just, let me kind of just work in reverse order then todd and we'll bring it back so we'll do a um what i call a zigzag so let's start on the philanthropy we've we've kind of just flirted with that let's go to the middle pillar which is prosperity now prosperity yet again is often deemed um or perceived in a in a financial sense oh i'm wealthy well in what sense are you wealthy are you wealthy financially which um okay that's one aspect but are you wealthy in the grander scheme of things 
And so before digging down on that, I want to go to the first pillar, uh, Todd, and then we'll work back up towards philanthropy. So the first pillar is purpose. We need a reason, don't we, to get out of bed each morning. Absolutely. Otherwise, why are we, what's the point? And I want to to kind of dig in um, or dig down, Todd, if I may, on how was your purpose with that devastating, devastating news about your son? I mean, you know, you, you have already alluded to the fact that, um, you know, you was drinking and uh, heavily and I can relate to that on a personal level. So what were, I mean, I don't suppose you was consciously thinking, oh, I wonder what my purpose is today because we don't, do we? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I got out of bed and I went to the store and bought alcohol. That was my main purpose. And for the first couple months, you know, that was basically it. Um, I, I had a, I, prior to my son passing away, I had a, a financial investor in, in some of my other software projects. And uh, so after, after he passed away, actually, we kind of went our separate directions. Um, we dissolved the company and uh, I retained the software, but I no longer had any financial backing. Um, you know, what little savings I had, my my son spent the last eleven days of his life in ICU in a in a very good hospital, but it was too late at that time, and that cost me uh, financially uh, a little over one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, which I basically had to. I'm still paying for it, but paid <laughs> took you know one hundred percent of my savings plus a lot more. <laughs> So, you know, besides, besides him passing away, I also ended up with huge debt, which I'd never had before. Yeah. So that was also a, a big thing. So uh, my, my wife and I came back to our house, uh, which is on the, the east side of Thailand. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I drank basically just for the first couple months. And that was basically it. I didn't want to do anything else. You know, ate, drank, slept. Would, you know, occasionally go out with friends, but for the most part, that was, you know, I just, we were just basically, I was just trying to survive, Yeah. you know? Um, and then I decided that I needed to do something. I couldn't just live like that forever. You know, that wasn't, it wasn't an existence that I wanted to have. So uh, I started teaching English um, and, uh, and that, that really did help. And it was, it was difficult at first to work with other children you know, to work with children that was teaching English. Um, I actually don't teach English in Thailand. I, I teach English in China. Um, but it was it was very rewarding. And I think that was also a part of the thing was, you know, that was a thing that started getting my purpose, you know, started having purpose to get out of bed. And it was it was only two hours a day, but it gave, it gave me some structure. So that was mm -hmm. a huge thing. Um, I haven't had what people would consider a real job in 11 years, so. I've never gone to an office. I don't. That's why. That's why I moved to Thailand to begin with, was so that I could have the freedom to do whatever you know, whatever I wanted to do. Um, you know, as a as a consultant, I work I work when I want from where I, you know, whatever I want, uh, however I want, I guess. Um, and that's that's the life I designed for myself. And so far, it's it's worked out very well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, going into debt, losing a son losing my investor, <laughs> basically I had to start over from scratch. And, you know, and that was, a, it, it took a couple months, but once I got into uh, a pattern of, you know, starting to do some work and all the, those, like I said, it was only two hours a day, four days a week, but that really made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. uh, that made a big difference in, in you know, me having, having, giving myself a purpose to, 
you know, to get dressed and, you know, get out of bed, take a shower, <laughs> do the normal things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and, and then eventually it went back to, you know, I've got all these projects that I've done. I've, I have my software projects, you know, which one, which one, where am I going to focus my energy? I need to figure out which, where I want to do it. And, uh, you know, this, this, uh, my, my AU's project, the project that I had mentioned before, um, really just, you know, I, I never thought about really taking it to the public, but then I thought, you know, this really could be a way that I could get back to the world. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a great tool for, you know, for basically anybody that that's working in their, on their journey of personal development. Um, and it's a great self-help tool and it basically, you know, keeps track of what you do. Um, so anyway, that's, <laughs> I don't want to plug too much of my, <laughs> Yeah. So, That's what point our, then? Our, uh, our focus here, but um, yeah. Sorry. At what point was there a, a conscious sort of um, crossover between that that first pillar of purpose? Because, like you say, by now you're starting to put a bit of certainty back in there, a bit of routine, a bit of structure, yeah. and you know you, you're moving forward, albeit bit by bit by yeah. bit. What at what it point, was, uh, Todd, was you aware that? Actually, do you know what? Life's starting to well, feel when I, good when again. I started, when I really started journaling again, yeah. um, when I started journaling, and I, I, uh, I have a couple different journals within my, my system, and I basically built this system for myself. Um, you know, I, basically, there was, you know, the, I have a gratitude journal, I have a daily journal, I have a to-do journal, and all of, these, all of these became huge. And, you know, it just me being able to express what I'm feeling, uh, to express my gratitude, and... Give me something to do, whether it was, you know, building, you know, working on my farm, you know, doing this, doing that. I really needed to, you know, I had to build some structure back into my life. Mm. Um, and that was that was probably about four months after four months after four or five months after the fact that after he passed away, that it, I was really started to get back into it. That and the meditation and the meditation was huge. Wow. So that was a big part of it. And um you know, and then also I had to think about a goal. I had to think about a goal again. You know, my I had many goals prior to that, prior to that event. Um, and it, uh, you know, I really, I really felt lost without having a goal. I felt mm -hmm. lost without having, having those purpose, having that purpose. You know, and so that was, that was a big part of it. Was you know, starting to get back on track was, you know, getting really defining goals in my life again. And currently, uh, I think the same as you, I'm, I'm working on developing a foundation uh, to help kids with leukemia here in Thailand. Um, and then I also, at some point, would like to have a fitness boot camp, um, a fitness and, and emotional healing boot camp type of thing here where, where people can come and get healthy, both physically, spiritually, and mentally, wow. uh, emotionally. So yeah, so that's my, my ultimate goal, um, you know, this doing the, the software is kind of a stepping stone in, in all of this as well. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> mm, superb, superb, yeah. And, and, and now, um, Todd, I, I fully understand the the power of your chosen title, Gratitude from Tragedy, because it's, mm -hmm. you know, you did have that choice, didn't you? Um, and yes, okay, you might have had a couple of uh, months on the drink and what have you, um, but actually then consciously decided, no, this is not the way. And I think the legacy of that heartbreaking situation is, is, you know, the immense stuff that you're talking about now. And I've got personally got no doubt 
that that'll come to fruition because you've obviously got a very very strong intention around it. So that's that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I want to dig down as well, um, Todd, if if I can. Um, in your in your world or in your thoughts, what would it be like? Do you feel if in a world without love? A world without love. Uh, I feel like I live there. <laughs> Not for me personally, but I mean, I feel like the world that I live in it really lacks the real love. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel sad all the time. I mean, I, I know what it is and I know what I'm looking for. Um, but I think the culture that I live in, the culture, the culture here in Thailand is not really, I love is love is more of a weakness than a strength here. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, families, families don't express how they feel. Most, most of the time, you know, they don't express love. Um, you know, uh, many of the relationships, they don't communicate on a level of love. Right. And I find it sad. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, they're very good about talking about food. They're very good about talking about money. Um, but it, when it comes to the thing that's really important, the love, it's, you know, it's something that they feel like they, they communicate about it, but they don't. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's the case in a lot with a lot of people. And I think that, you know, it's not that it's not there, but it's something that's rarely ever talked about because it's a vulnerability. And I think that's sad, you know, and I, my wife complains all the time that I talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm far too emotional. Wow. <laughs> compared to, compared to Thai people, I'm, I'm extremely emotional, extremely emotional. Um, you know, if I feel like crying, I'm going to cry. If I feel like yelling, I'm going to yell. You know, if I feel like laughing, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to, you know, whatever I feel, that's, yeah. that's what I'm going to express. Yeah. I don't hold it back. Uh, my wife complains about that quite often. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's not a typical, you know, it's not a typical Thai style, you know, uh, of communication, you know, um, everything's mm. very kind of cut and dry here. It's, you know. What they was... take care of each other. There's, there's, there's some great family qualities here. You know, the families are very close, but you know, it's they, they're missing that one little piece of, of communicating about love. And I mm. think that love is something that has to be vocal. I think that you have to say it. You know, and I keep telling my wife, you've got to say I love you every day. What? Well, you know, I mean, it releases endorphins, or you know, it releases yeah. serotonin in the brain, and it's going to make you happy. <laughs> Yeah. If you want to be happy, and these are the things that you, you know, that's one of the things that you can do. And it, it, it actually works, you know. So we'll see. She's on her own path. So hopefully, maybe one day she'll believe me. <laughs> as we all are. I'll tell you what was going through my mind as you were speaking there, Todd. Maybe the universe, in her infinite wisdom, have said, hmm, see this American guy called Todd. Let's take him away from America. Let's put him in Thailand because we need is emotional input around this message of love because mm. I'm speaking increasingly almost to a person now, Todd, where this question's being asked around what's going off in the world, Paul? There's a definite shift. There's a definite change. What is it? You speak to so many people. What do they say? And, mm. and I said, if I knew the answer to that, I'd be a very, 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 very rich man. <laughs> I I think that we're we're going in two different directions. I we're, we're the world's splitting right now. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, I mean there's there's 
the way of money, business, power. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's a direction of love, of spirituality and of, you know, wanting to, wanting to help yeah. people. Um, yeah. You know, before there wasn't much of a split, you know, 10, 20 years ago, we were all kind of on the same, we were all kind of going the same way. Mm-hmm. But I've really noticed over the last few years how much, you know, there's, there's them and there's us. <laughs> we're not we're not colliding with each other it's just a really different path Mm. you know and i see a lot of things that are going on in the world that are that are tragic and i'm very sad about you know the things that are going with the governments and uh, i'm kind of happy i'm not in america (laughs) Mm. it's it's, uh, you know i mean i i think one of them is going to over overcome the other one and i truly hope it's our side of love and compassion and you know wanting to help people so, you know, at some point, at some point, I think, I think our side is growing a lot faster than their side is. <laughs> at least I hope so. Yeah. Please. Okay. So from uh, that, um, Todd, I want to ask you if I can, uh, and this is very personal to you, but what does speaking from your heart mean to you? Uh, like I said, it's, it's being vulnerable. It's being willing to put everything out there. And not being concerned about the consequences, you know, I, it, you know, just not being, not being afraid of what people will say. They'll say, you know, you, that's just stupid. You know, you're too emotional. You're this or that. And, you know, speaking from the heart is, is just willing to basically put yourself out there a hundred percent. So not being concerned about what, what sort of consequences it's going to have, um, negative or positive. It's just about being out there. So. And, and being vulnerable and being willing to be hurt and, you know, hoping for the best, but you know, you got to take, you got to take what, <laughs> what you get back from the world. So I think when you give, when you give vulnerability and when you, when you, when you accept that, when you, when you're hundred percent vulnerable, people are going to respond to that as well. You know, and I've, I've met some in this journey over the last few months of, of working on my, my software and, uh, developing a business around that. I've met some incredible people. Um, and I've had some conversations that just been I think huge, huge, you know, people have been very, very vulnerable with me, you know, and they've told me things that, you know, I was shocked and I don't know these people. I just, you know, I mean, they're from all over the world, but, uh, people have come to me and they've said, you know, they've, they've told me their stories and they've told me things that, you know, that are, that you wouldn't normally talk to somebody about that you didn't know. Um, and so I think that being willing to be vulnerable and putting yourself out there is, you know, has, has definitely has positive consequences. Uh, and based on the results that I've had, you know, with the feedback that I've gotten, um, definitely, you know, I'm going to continue on this, this path of <laughs> putting myself out there from speaking from the heart. And, you know, it's definitely worked for me lately so brilliant thank you todd thank you for that share so how can people reach out to you todd uh you know to to find out more about you your work and and i on a personal level i believe your very inspiring outlook on life um you know to overcome that uh, that tragedy and then express that in the form of gratitude so how can people get in contact with you todd uh well i have a a website the website is www.auslife.com AUS is spelled A-A-Y-U-S-L-I-F-E dot com. 
Sorry, just um, repeat that for me, Todd, please. A A Y U S. Okay. Double A Y U S. A U. So actually, it's it's Sanskrit, and it means the power of life. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's actually a Sanskrit word. Uh, being in a Buddhist country, I got you know I get to study all kinds of mm. <laughs> interesting things. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so A U S and then life. Uh, dot com. Excellent. Thank you. So, and that has all my information and anybody that wants to contact me can contact me through there or through, uh, AU's life. There's an AU's life, uh, page on Facebook as well. So. Excellent. Well, these, these, uh, contact details, uh, will be in the show notes as well. So, oh, um, okay, Todd, I just want to reinforce my, um, interesting. You use the word gratitude in your title, my gratitude to you for, for sharing these, uh, very heartfelt and, um, very insightful pieces of information because I think there's there's great hope there for the future, and so I just want to to sign off now um, and leave this thought with with the listeners, and it's this that no matter what path you on, it's always always be willing to to speak from the heart. Absolutely, hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success. <laughs>